This podcast is brought to you by Darul Tafsir Al-Hair, where we will be sharing Islamic content regarding contemporary issues with invited asatizas in a santai, chill-chill discussion. Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to Bits of Pods by Darul Tafsir Al-Hair. Hi everyone. All of you might be wondering who's speaking now. Hmm, who are we? Siapa eh? Siapa? <laughs> I'm Kabila and I'm Muna and we'll be the new hosts for Bits of Pods. And today we're going to talk about halal and haram, what we need to know. Here we have with us Ustaz Abdul Hadi, our Imam Executive at Al Khair Mosque. Assalamualaikum Ustaz. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi Um, a little bit about Ustaz. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in Sharia at Islamic University of Medina, and he is actually now pursuing his masters in Islamic jurisprudence at Yarmouk University. So for today's episode, the topic will be on halal and haram. What we need to know. A little bit about this uh, episode. Eh? It will be touching on the general overview of what halal and haram actually means. So, based on what we all generally know, halal is basically the Arabic term which means permissible or lawful in Islam. In simpler way to understand, it's a can cannot. It's, it's more towards we can do this or we can eat this. Eat this. Yeah, correct. Whereas haram is obviously the opposite of halal itself. So basically, it means something impermissible or unlawful in Islam. What is your opinion on this, Ustaz? What actually defines halal and haram in your perspective? Okay, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amli wa hlul aqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli amma ba'd. So like what our sister just mentioned just now about halal means something that is permissible. And haram is something that is forbidden. Okay, generally it is correct the definition of the way we understand halal and haram. Uh, but let us uh, look into the word itself. So the core word of halal it comes from the word halal or in halal in Arabic. So it, there's a ha and lam. Eh? So what does it mean? In halal means to untie a knot. Linguistically, halal means untying the thing that is forbidden in something. So you make it from forbidden to something that is permissible. Mm-hmm. So in halal or halal and becomes halal. And haram is something that is forbidden lah, mahzur. Mm-hmm. So when we say what is halal, the definition will be it is something that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has made it permissible for mm-hmm. us to do, and we are not punishable by doing it, which means we are not getting sin. Haram is the opposite of it, which mm-hmm. means that is something that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has forbidden us to do. And it's punishable with sin. Uh, so one is with sin, and the other one is without sin. Yeah. Mm, I see. Says, says. Earlier on, you did mention the word mahzur. For some of our listeners out there, what does it actually stands for? What does it mean? Okay. So uh, when I said inhalat al mahzur, it means aqdat al mahzur means uh, to untie the knot of forbidden. Uh, In simpler so, words, that. Uh, in simpler words, uh, something that mahzur means something that is forbidden. Okay. Uh, so you you are going to untie that clause or that cling that make it unforbidden, so it become permissible. That's where the word came from. Yeah. What is actually the purpose of 
having this halal and haram itself? Like, why do we actually need to have halal and haram? Okay, so uh, when we look at halal and haram, we usually look at the wisdom behind it. Mm-hmm. So of course, whatever that is halal is something that Allah SWT has permitted. And haram is something that Allah SWT has forbidden. So we do not say something that is halal or haram except what Allah SWT, our Creator, has said. Because Allah SWT said, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا تَصِفُوا أَلْسِنَتُكُمْ الْكَذِبَ هَذَا حَلَالٌ وَهَذَا حَرَامٌ لِتَفْتَرِيَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ And do not say with your tongue and lying by saying that this is halal and this is haram. So halal and haram is totally Allah's jurisdiction. Okay, so that's the first thing. So if we say that halal and haram is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's only power to judge, to say something about uh, the thing being halal or haram, that means there is wisdom behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, so it's not like uh, it's my say or somebody else say. So what is the wisdom behind that? Alima Mushatibi actually mentioned it in one of his book, Al-Muafaqat. He said that al-shari'a uh, kulluha maslaha li'ibad. And the sharia, all of the sharia, the sharia means the Islam, the whole thing, lah, everything that is halal and haram, is maslaha, is benefit to the ibad, to the servant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ibn Qayyim say the same thing. Uh, it says that, kulluha maslaha, everything in it is maslaha. So, uh, maslaha meaning benefit. So, we understand that Allah SWT permit us to do something and prevent us to do something for the benefit of us lah, okay. as servant. And, to bring away the harm mm-hmm. that will be upon us if we do something that is forbidden. So does halal in food means no pork, no lard, no alcohol or something? Okay, no pork, no lard. Does halal means no pork, no lard? In short answer is no. I would say it's no. Because why? Because halal in Islam is, or I would say, I would reverse mm-hmm. it eh, from halal to haram. Because haram in Islam is not just pork and lard. Mm-hmm. It is more than just pork and lard. Okay. So that means, for example, if I were to eat a chicken mm-hmm. eh, or meat that is not slaughtered according to the Islamic tradition, uh, it is also haram, mm-hmm. meaning non-halal. Okay. Eh, so it's not just limited to no pork, no lot. The reason I'm saying this is because sometimes in restaurants or in shops, yeah. we see the sign no pork, no lot. Mm-hmm. And it gives as a signal for Muslim to, to eat. And it gives a misunderstanding for non-Muslim also to think that oh, if it's no pork and no lot, mm-hmm. that means it's halal. So... To avoid this confusion, I would say no, not, yeah. it's, it's not halal yeah. per se. Like yeah. There are some people right in our community where they like to use this like term, like a catchphrase, halalan toiban. I can lah, this one is halalan toiban, I can lah, it's okay lah, I can. Eat, eat, only eat, only ah. So, <laughs> what is halalan toiban in your perspective or in, uh, in Islam? What does it actually stand for? What does it mean? Okay, uh, so halal and tayyiban is actually mentioned in the Quran. The verse says, Ya Yuhannas, Kulu mimma fil ardi halalan tayyiba. Oh, mankind, eat whatever that is on this earth that is halal and tayyiba. Okay, so halal means halal, yeah, you know. Then tayyib, nowadays, it means good. When I say like, Hada rajulun tayyib, this is a good mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we understand. So there are many users nowadays, that term, with different meanings, okay? Uh, just like one, one, one is uh, what our sister just mentioned just now, uh, which is, eat this lah, I mean like this is halal and toiban. Mm-hmm. So he's referring to something that is halal and he said that is halal and toiban. It's just a, 
a catchy phrase and then you know but it doesn't mean mean something more than just halal mm-hmm. and there are other usage also some people say halalan tayyiban means something that is good that means if uh, i want to encourage someone to eat uh, let's say vegetable instead of eating meat then he say halalan tayyiban so this is halal and good so mm-hmm. you don't eat something that is not good but let us look at halalan tayyiban in the verse of quran what does it mean when allah say qulu mimma fil ardi halalan tayyiban eat whatever that is on this earth that is halal and tayyib if we look at the commentary by the mufassirin mm-hmm. tayyib means something that kullu ma istatabahu nafs something that the nafs that our culture see something that is tayyib that is appetizing oh uh, that means if if we something we see something that is not appetizing for example worms oh mm. right we don't see worms as uh, appetizing yeah. that means it becomes non halal mm. uh, so because mm. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the other verse of the Quran wa uhilla lakum at-tayyibat wa yuharrimu alaykum al-khaba'ith and Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has made for you halal at-tayyibat at-tayyibat is something that you see is appeasing to you wa yuharrimu alaykum al-khaba'ith and Allah has forbidden something that you see as disgusting yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so that's what most of the commentary said but some of the mufassir they also say that tayyibat means kulluma ghada wa anma anything that gives you nutrients and makes you grow basically like uh, if that food is beneficial mm-hmm. so that's what it meant by tayyibat mm-hmm. uh, so is it wrong to say that well tayyibat it means to eat something that is has more vitamins if you say it as it halalan tayyiban as something that is out from the quran then it's okay but if you want to refer to the quran then the meaning should not run away from what the ayat in the quran the verse in the quran actually means yeah in singapore here we have the halal certification where muis basically gives that certificate to oh. certain restaurants or certain food outlets so that they can claim that their food or the the product that they are selling is safe for us muslims to eat so my question is Is it actually necessary for us to have this halal certification like this halal certificate because personally I feel sometimes certain things don't maybe don't need it at all especially for us Muslims selling food do we really need this certification I'm not sure about for Muslim when they sell this food do they need halal certificate because from what I know uh, my background is that as long as you are Muslim owned mm-hmm. restaurant so you don't need a Muslim certificate so is we are talking about you know this concept So do we need the halal certificate? I say it's very beneficial to have the halal certificate. Although dealing with halal certificate, we must not be too excessive or I would say extreme in a way that we deem everything that has no halal certificate means haram. Something is forbidden. Mm-hmm. You know, like for example, I go to a grocery shops and I see like pasta. It's unboiled pasta and I say, okay, this is haram because it doesn't have halal certificate mm. and we see everything as haram you know it means it's either halal or haram mm-hmm. or we go to restaurant and we don't see even though that restaurant sells something that is uh, vegetable based mm-hmm. and we say oh, this is confirm haram not permissible because it doesn't have uh, halal certificate mm-hmm. you know some people they deal with it mm-hmm. that way and in some places you see that the usage of halal certificate is so excessive to a point that the mineral water also has a halal logo oh yes yes yeah and and so many things they have halal. and it makes islam 
very rigid Uh, and yeah, it makes the followers, uh, you know, themselves rigid. So yeah. we have to understand that halal is everything, mm-hmm. except the things that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has made it forbidden, yeah. uh, haram. Mm-hmm. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said in the Quran, "Wahala lakum ma fil ardi jamia." Allah has created everything for you in this earth. "Wasakhara lakum ma fi samawati wal ard." Allah has made everything for you for the consumption of of mankind. And the the thing that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala haram. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the other verse of the Quran waqad fassara lakum ma harrama alaykum and Allah has explained to you right, whatever that is forbidden for you mm-hmm. so everything that is not explained as forbidden mm-hmm. it is permissible in other words things that are forbidden is only a little percentage compared to what is permissible so do we need halal certification in our context in Singapore i say it's good to have mm-hmm. but as muslim we don't be too excessive okay. with a uh, halal certificate meaning that uh, if it's halal certified then alhamdulillah it should make us feel more comfortable yep. you know that means it's halal lah, i would say yeah. nah. <laughs> but if it doesn't have halal certificate that doesn't mean it's totally haram right. so we in other way we can look into the ingredients or something to make sure if it's halal or not and uh, i would say as a general advice i would you know advice muslim uh, even though not to be too excessive with this halal certificate but try to support the halal certified uh, establishments or yeah. halal certified mm-hmm. products because the moment we, we we stop supporting this halal certified products and establishments mm-hmm. and then people will start to opt out from yeah. being halal certified then you know we we would have less halal certified food and goods So mm-hmm. it will become harder for yeah, us to to consume. Uh, yeah. So in other words, as Muslims, we shouldn't really associate this halal certificate itself to like every single thing that we see. Yes. Mm. But we still need to check the ingredients. Yes, correct. So yeah, I think that's like that's part of our responsibility as a Muslim also. Yeah. yeah. Okay, says, since we have touched on halalan toiban. And also the, I mean the term halal and toiban, and also this halal certification. Here comes another issue where we have these terms called shubha, waswas, and yakin. So, Ustaz, can you elaborate more on that? Okay, so yakin is something that you are confident. confident. Yeah, so you're confident of something as uh, halal, mm-hmm. or you're confident something that is haram. That means you have a, a knowledge about it. Either through its ingredient or through your reading, mm-hmm. right? Or to your knowledge, then, then it is yakin. The thing is uh, confirm halal mm-hmm. or confirm haram, mm-hmm. right? But it must be of knowledge, lah. I mean, like uh, you cannot. I'm confident this is this is halal, or I'm confident this is haram. Why? Because my gut says so. Uh, it cannot be that way because in many cases, certain people they are so confident about their judgment, mm-hmm. but it turns out to be not true. We heard recently about um, a, a frozen, I think, calamari or squid. They yeah. say it came from uh, pork intestine or yeah. something uh, because of the texture. Yeah, that's uh, an issue about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the claim was, uh, and the person made that claim was so confident that yeah. it spread around and it turns out that it's not true. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to be sure, you know, of our claim also. Correct. So is it, we are confident because of what? Because of knowledge. Or mm-hmm. just because of our guts, we think, uh, you know. So, 
knowledge also make your judgment halal or haram. Yep. Uh, okay, so the other one is subha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so subha and was was it can mean the same meaning. Mm. All right. Okay, so how can it mean the same meaning? For example, subha it's mentioned in one of the hadith, mm-hmm. very popular hadith. It is even mentioned in the forty hadith of Nawawi. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Al halal ubayinun wa haram ubayinun, ubayinahuma." Shubhat or umur mustabihat. Mm-hmm. So halal is clear and haram is clear. So it means you know it from for uh, for yakin for for confirm yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And between halal and haram, there is shubhat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is the trait of shubhat? The trait of shubhat is mentioned in hadith. La yalamuhunna kathirum mina anas. So many people don't know about it. The majority, yeah, and who 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 are the people who know about its state, whether it's halal or haram? Those are the scholars, the learned. So this, so this thing, the grey part that many people don't know about it, it's called the shubhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, scholars, when they interpret shubhat, they they uh, explain it in a way that shubhat means something. It doesn't mean that it's not halal or not haram. Shubhat means that it is halal or it is haram. But not many people know about it, okay. as though that that thing may categorize as as shubhat, mm-hmm. and shubhat is something that it differs from person to person, right? Mm-hmm. For example, you may say that uh, well, this thing is shubhat because you know we are not sure about it, mm-hmm. but that belongs to you. If you are not sure about it, then it's shubhat for you. Mm-hmm. But some people, like they have scholars who say that this thing is hundred percent halal or hundred percent haram, mm-hmm. then for them it's no longer a shubhat. Uh, it's already confirmed halal or confirmed haram, mm-hmm. so you cannot say that. Oh, this shubhat for everyone. So shubhat in that meaning, some scholars say that it is actually uh, subjective mm-hmm. to people. Alright, but if that thing is not sure f- for you yourself, not for others, right? For you, you're not sure if it's halal or haram. Then the approach should be we stay away from it. Don't eat. Yeah, we stay away because uh, the prophet say, "Wa maytaqa shubhat, faqad istabra alidhi wa irdhi." So Whoever stay away from the shubhat, they have made uh, safe their religion. So whatever it is, you should avoid the shubhats. Yeah. So was was is about the same thing, right? So oh. you are not sure, right? So it's avoid. So mm-hmm. whatever you are not sure, whether it's halal or haram, the approach should be avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the approach should be avoid. But some people you know, they have knowledge in it. I see, you know, based on uh, our scholars I've read, the scholars say this is okay. They want to do it. It's okay, but to you, you're not sure. Then the approach should be uh, to stay away. Yeah. Best to leave it. Mashallah. Thank you, Stas, for your wise words. To our listeners out there, do anticipate our next sharing with more exciting topics. Do follow us on Instagram at Darutase Alhair, and we'll see you every Saturday only on Spotify. Spotify. I'm Muna, and I'm Kabila. Signing out from Bisa Pods. Assalamualaikum. Bye, everyone.